Thank you for tuning into the UNI podcast. This week, we have an episode with Maya Unique. Maya Unique is 27 and she lives in Southern California. She graduated from high school in 2016 and she has a bachelor's in computer science and graphic web design. She started serving in ministry late 2011. She began Instagram for Believers in 2012 and she received a call to ministry from God in 2013. Here's our conversation with Maya Unique. In this household, we love reflecting and manifesting for bigger and better things. And this is why our Chairs to a Better You guide and workbook is perfect. If you purchase now and use the code UNIFAM, you can save 20%. So head on over to our website and start manifesting your growth. The You and I podcast promotes love, happiness, and abundance. Through storytelling and sisterhood, they encourage self-love, a balanced worth ethic, and a healthy life. This is Ozzy and Caro, and thank you so much for listening to the You and I podcast. Yeah, I love that. I feel my quiet time for me is so sacred. I get so excited for it. But I want to kind of move on to ministry, talking about your ministry a little bit. I feel for me, I don't know if ministry or the act of ministry and sharing, you know, the good news is just so, it seems awkward to me. I don't want to be that, God forgive me for this, but I don't want to be that like missionary or that person who's pushing, oh, you should come to my Bible study and you should, I don't know. I just, it, it, for me, it just, it doesn't seem as natural or as, as honest, what are what are your thoughts on that? How how has your experience been with ministry? I just did an Instagram live and someone asked me literally the same question. Um, personally, I feel like people overthink it, and it took me a like even still like after eleven years of being in ministry, I am still very like introverted and shy. So it's not my first instinct um, to be like, oh hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about my church, but. Over the years, I think that I've just gotten so excited to share it that it kind of suppresses any like the nerves that I used to get all the time. And so I just kind of casually bring it up like I um, with COVID and stuff like I've, I've taken advantage of like walks and stuff. And so I remember walking through a park here in our town and um, there was this older guy who had a camera and he was like the sweetest guy. And he had asked me to like take a picture because he was studying photography and he was like, I'll send it to you and blah, blah, blah. But I just like I said yes, because he I was like, I can't really say no. This guy's like 80, just wanting to practice photography. But just in conversations with him, I was just like, hey, like, do you go to church out here? You know, are you are you a part of a local church? And and so that just bridged the conversation of just like not making it awkward, because I feel like in our minds it gets awkward. So before we even ask the question or share um, ministry related things like we just automatically just convince ourselves that it's awkward and so I found that just like bringing it up in casual conversations um, and not like forcing it so it's like if people tell me they're not religious I was just like oh cool well what, I, I'm not gonna say I'm religious but I work for a church or I attend this church you know and so you're more than welcome to to join us if at some point you want to and so um, I think we just overthink it and I think that part of that is literally just like like for me, it's just like being so shy and introverted. Um, but then part of it, it's really the way that the enemy wants to work. 
because he doesn't want us to share things in ministry. He doesn't want us inviting people to church because that could be a, a life-changing moment for people. So I've experienced some good and some bad, um, but that just comes with it. But I think for me, I've just prayed that the Lord would excite my heart and for these moments, because like, I don't have to do it, but I get to do it. And anything I get to do for God's glory, like it is such an honor and a privilege. And so I've prayed to just have more excitement when it comes to that stuff. So it's, but I think for me, again, working in ministry as a, as a young adults pastor, I've kind of gotten used to it. So it doesn't, it's not like, oh my God, this is like a scary moment for me. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just flows naturally. And when it comes to ministering to young adults, what challenges have you found? What, but also on that other hand, what do you love about ministering to that particular group? I think in general, one of the greatest things in ministry for me, whether it had been young adults or even youth ministry, was that I can be real with people and express like where I'm at and express to them that God still loves me the same. Um, that has by far been my favorite part of just ministry in general, because I think so often we look at older people who have been in ministry longer and we don't really see their struggles much. I feel like so for so long, so many pastors and, and ministers and even missionaries, like they put on this front of perfection all the time and happy all the time. And so the great thing about ministry for me and just my ministry in general is that the Lord has allowed me to be authentic and real with people, which I think they appreciate. So when I'm not feeling it, I'm just like, guys, I'm just not feeling it. Or it's just like when I'm experiencing like rough seasons, I can express that and have people be like, I'm in that same season too. You know what I mean? And so when people feel that, they feel like they're not alone. You know what I mean? And so I think just being able to be authentic has been just such a, a joy to do youth and young adult ministry um, for me. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, I love it. Uh, the hardest part, I think has been dealing with when people want to walk away or when things aren't going as great as they expect to, of just trying to to hang on to that thread so that they're wanting to let go. And, and by that, I mean, like, just as we grow up in life, we experience things that it's like, God, how could you let this happen? God, why did you let this happen? And because of that, people want to walk away from God. But it's like the book of Job, when Job um, starts losing literally everything his wife tells him to curse God and die. And so in Job chapter 210, he says, he's talking to his wife and he says, you sound foolish. Like, who are we to accept only the good from God and not the bad? And so like, that's something that really stuck to me because how many times as believers do we only expect the good from God and want to let go of him as soon as something bad happens? And so that has been the struggle is having people recognize that God is good despite our circumstances. Yeah, things may not be going great, but that's no reason for us to quit on him, you know, because he doesn't quit on us. And so that has been the challenge because again, people want things to go, even I do, you know, like we want things to go our way all the time. And the moment we don't get our way, it's like, okay, deuces, like I'm out. And so um, just having to to keep people focused on Jesus despite their circumstances has been um, one of the hardest struggles for ministry, but God is so faithful every time where it just like feels like people are ready to let go. He reminds me that he's still there and that they still have hope. How are you able to distinguish between your voice and God's calling? How are you able to know when God is calling you for something greater? How are you able to distinguish between the two? God never contradicts his word. 
And so for me, I think we all hear God differently, but um, I was always taught and I know that God can speak to us in, in many ways. Like the first and foremost is like he speaks through his His word, the Bible. Um, secondly, he speaks through people, you know what I mean? Um, the Holy Spirit. And I think for us to want to hear from God, we have to first know God. You know, it's like if I call my best friend, like I'll immediately know who that is, even if she calls me on some random number or a blocked number because I recognize her voice because I spend that much time with her. And so it's like if I give the phone to someone else who doesn't know who this person is, they're not going to know her voice because they, they don't spend time with her. But I recognize her voice because that is my friend. I've spent time with her. I talk to her. And so I think the same goes for our relationships with Jesus of like, how much time are we spending with God to know his voice? And growing up, my mom always taught me that the Holy Spirit always has another name, which is something. And oftentimes I used to grow up and I'd be like, something told me not to do that. Something told me I should have went this way instead of that way. And my mom was always just like, that's the Holy Spirit. Like, you have to know how to recognize that. And ever since that, I know that. So when I say something told me, um, I recognize like it's the Holy Spirit talking and I need to address it and I need to pay attention to it. And so um, and just in general, when it comes to like decisions in life of like, is God telling me to do this? Is God telling me not? It'll never disalign with this with scripture. Um, and so I have been one to seek and search in scripture of like, God, is this something you're calling me to do? And then also just pray about it. God, is this what you're calling me to do? Is this a relationship you're calling me to be in? Is this a person that you're calling me to to seek out? Because God will answer. You know what I mean? It may not be right away with like a yes or a no, um, but he does answer and he does hear us. So I think just taking time to recognize in these different areas of like his word and through people, like I said, I, I've always grown up with mentors and, and my mom. And so I think even as an adult, I may be 28, but I still call my mentors and I still get advice from them and I seek out godly counsel for any areas in my life that I may be troubling in. I know you say you don't have particular goals when it comes to Instagram for believers and that page, but what are you hoping to see more or what are you having faith in when it comes to that page? Just that God would bring the right people at the right time. Just like I said, it's it's never been the idea to have a platform um, but I still get new followers all the time. And so my prayer is that at the right time, they will see a post that they needed to see or hear something that, that God wanted them to specifically hear. So my prayer is just that God would send the right people to whatever his, you know, whatever he's doing in their life. What is the most important thing you've learned from your work? That God truly has to be the center and that I can't fake it. You can fake it until you make it with a lot of things, but I don't think you can do that when it comes to God because he knows your heart so deeply and he'll call you out on it. You know what I mean? There were times where I did try to fake, you know, my walk with Jesus for the sake of Instagram and, and God really just pulled me back and was like, no, like you need to correct this. You need to address it. So I don't think fake it till you make it works within having a relationship with Jesus. I want to know more about this fake it till you make it. What did it look like for you? It meant that I couldn't live a life that I was promoting on Instagram or talking about on Instagram and not living it like privately. And so over the last couple of years, like I've known that my private time with God should always exceed my public, like anything I do on Instagram for believers. So I shouldn't be posting about things that I'm not privately addressing. Like, for example, if I'm talking about gossiping or something on the platform, 
I should make sure that my life, like no one can say, oh, my unique is gossiping or she said this about this person. Like it has to line up. I can't fake it. I can't just post about it without, you know, having lived it out myself or really had the Lord convict me on those things. And maybe more so of a reflection and reflecting on your journey. How has your, if you could describe your journey, especially with Christ, what has, what has it looked like? Okay, self-reflection. So it's weird because when I explain it to people, it's it doesn't make sense. But the Lord, as I've, as I've walked with him, um, I have to have these things called heart checks. And what that means basically is like anytime I open the Bible and I'm, you know, learning about, you know, the way that God is calling me to live my life, the, the things he's asking of me, such as like loving your neighbor, for example, I have to have heart checks with myself of just like, God, is this something I'm truly, truly doing to, to the point where I can publicly say, hey, you guys, we should be loving our neighbors, even, you know, the people that we can't stand the most. And so oftentimes, like growing up and still learning the way that my relationship with Jesus is, it was always a, a constant battle because I would say one thing, but it's like in my heart, I didn't mean it. And it's like, our hearts are so close to God. There's nothing that we can hide from him, no matter how hard we try. I can smile in front of people and be like, yes, I'm truly loving my neighbor and, and I'm forgiving people that have wrongfully like hurt me and so forth. But there was just times where I, it wasn't, that wasn't it. And so I had to start having these heart checks because God would be like, my unique, what is the point of, of saying these things and, you know, saying it on Instagram, but you're not doing it. Like you are literally the epitome of being a hypocrite, which is what people typically hate about Christians is that we're hypocritical. And so I never wanted to be the reason that someone would walk away from their faith or I never wanted to be the reason that someone would be like, oh, well, this is why I don't like Christians. Like that is a conviction for me of just like, I never wanted to be that reason personally. So I take it personal when I do have to say these things and like publicly to make sure like even in my private life that is not shown on Instagram that I'm living these things out. So it's just been a, a constant battle of like, denying my flesh and really walking in the spirit of like yes this this person did me wrong and it may be so hard to love them but at the end of the day this is something that God is calling me to do and I don't want to be a hypocrite like there's I don't think there's anyone in this world um that like literally knows me that can say that I have had an attitude of hate towards them you know what I mean because I'm preaching something opposite on Instagram and so I just have to make sure it aligns for my own self-sanity of not wanting to be that person um that is like just a complete hypocrite for someone who's looking you know looking in on the outside looking in yes yes exactly what recs do you have for people who are interested in learning more who want to move forward with their journey when it comes to their faith um i spend a lot of time so there's reading the bible first and foremost um there is an app called enduring word and i believe it's available on all platforms but it has helped me so, 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 so much of understanding context um, when it comes to having my own like Bible study time and reading the word. And so I would tell people like, first off, like invest in something that you can understand and that you can comprehend. Um, I have a Bible journal, which I take notes in, but this commentary just has helped me so much with understanding context. And then outside of that, I spent a lot of time um, like readers reading books of like that helped me grow and people that have literally just poured so much into their their books that you know like I'm inspired to want to do better 
Um, and then I just spent a lot of time, honestly, listening to podcasts and sermons and kind of dissecting them and looking at how it can apply to my life. First of all, I love endearing word. I use that as my commentary too. Well, I, I fish, I, I use a bunch, but that's one of my faves. Um, and you talked about books. What books have you been really enjoying or would you recommend? Um, so there's a great book called Replenish and it's by Lance Witt and it's for leaders. It's called Replenish Leading from a Healthy Soul because there was a time where I realized that I was not a healthy person, but I was leading in full-time ministry and it started to affect my ministry. So Replenish, I recommend for any any leader. Um, also, I've read it a couple of times, but Not a Fan is a great book for people who really want to recognize like where their relationship with Jesus is at and how they can be better. Um, and then I just have friends who have written great books. The Passion Generation was written by my friend Grant. He talks about discipleship and what it looks like to disciple people and to have someone disciple you. Uh, my friend Luke Lazan has a book called Your Mess Matters, where it's like we feel like we have so much mess that we can't bring it to God, but that's the very thing that God wants us to bring. So there's so, so, so many great books. And I love reading books by like young authors because as a young person, it feels like it helps me relate to them. But I do spend a lot of time um, just reading books that I feel like will help me grow. Um, so I spend like, you know, like our Barnes and Noble here, like the Christian book session, section, just reading through some of those of like, oh, hey, this might be a good book for me to study at some point. Yeah. Sorry, I know you said that you're not the type of person to kind of just go out there and kind of like force someone to like follow you mm -hmm. towards the church. But I just wanted to know, do you have any recommendations for people who would be interested into bringing their friends or their close relatives, like just people that they know closer to Christ, if they are non-believers or if they are a believer who have fallen off? What's a gentle way to bring someone closer to Christ? Other just look at the Bible, read this. Right. <laughs> Honestly, this is going to sound so weird, but I have had almost, um, I would say like a 90% effect of just sharing my, my testimony and sharing the things that God has been doing in my life um, with people. And so I know it sounds so weird because our first instinct is like, yeah, let's get them to church. But again, our lives should reflect that. And if at some point it isn't, then it's something for us to check in ourselves. But for me, it's honestly, honestly just been sharing my story and sharing the things that God is doing in my life, whether that had been past or, or currently. And so like uh, two of my best friends are actually, they're not Christians yet, still praying for them, still love them. But I share with them so much that God is doing. Like if I get opportunities on Instagram or it's like I had been praying about something that came to pass, like I share these things with them and they're like, whoa, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? And so in me just sharing my story with these people um who are some of my best friends like they have asked me questions about faith they have asked me and without me even saying anything you know but just over time i've shared you know like how the holy spirit works and so i remember one of my friends she was like wait what's the holy spirit you know because she didn't grow up in a church she didn't grow up religious or anything of that nature but just in me sharing these things um that have happened in my life like she starts asking questions i remember her texting me about I was talking about prophecies and, and explaining that to her and so one day out of nowhere she had texted me asking me about it again because we had conversated about it and I was like well why are you asking she was like oh I was telling my brother you know what I mean so just the little seed that I had planted of just like conversating in that she had then started telling her brother you know what I mean who was then asking questions so I just believe that living our lives 
you know, and sharing the, the things that God is doing, because God is always doing something great, um, helps people want to know him. You know, when something good happens, it's like, I want to know what that is. How can I get connected to something like that? You know, and just I share like whenever I'm watching a live stream of a church or something like I share these things. And so um, all we have to do is plant the seed. I think people want people to be saved so bad that it honestly becomes an idol for us because we're so desperate. But we're not called to save people. We plant the seeds. We we are the bridge um, that bridges people from, you know, this life to a life with Jesus. And so I think it's important to remember that all we do is plant the seeds and, and God will take care of the rest. Like it's not our job to save people. We pray for them. We love them the same. And we just continue to do life with these people. And I think that that is the best thing that we can do as far as sharing the gospel and just sharing, you know, churches and ministries. With that, I want to, this is our last question for the interview. Um, I wanted to know how has your mindset changed for 2021? I just have been praying that God would use me in, in a way that I can't even comprehend. And that's because like stepping into a position with the young adults, like it has been sweet and good, but it's also been scary. And just in the last like two to three months, the Lord has really just been telling me that I need to trust him and I need to rely on his strength because I have none. And I think that has been my prayer for 2021 because we only have, um, I like officially launched, like I launched it, but I'm in full, full-blown ministry next year. And so my prayer is that just God would use me because I wouldn't have chose this myself. And so I know it is a hundred percent being like led by the hand of God. And so um, I'm just still praying that whatever he's about to do with me in this new job position and even with Instagram for Believers getting and growing to the extent that it is that he would just continue to to just do this crazy supernatural thing because it doesn't make sense to me. It never has made sense to me, but um, that when it comes down to it, that it would just be a complete testament of just like someone who is just living their life literally for the sake of Jesus Christ and, and that I get to share in that and just partner with him in that. So I don't really have any crazy goals outside of that, um, just that he would use me, but it has already just been a wild ride stepping into 2021 with a new position and like I'm at a new church that I'm working with and all of this. And so um, just that he would do what only he can do. And I think that it's going to be like that for a lot of people just because of the year that we've had in 2020, that God is definitely up to something. We've been seeing revival sweep across this nation and people coming back to Jesus. And so I think that in 2021, that we'll see the fruits of the tears that we cried all through 2020. Wow. And with that, I just want to say thank you for joining us, for taking you know the time out of your day and just sharing your testimony, but also words of wisdom and advice. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. There is never a better time to buy a swimsuit, especially from Aaron Phoenix. Our conversation with the founder was so good, and she's even more amazing for giving you guys the code to get 20% off your orders, $100 or more. Use code UNDI at ironphoenix.com to save some money on your next order. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the UNI podcast. If you love this episode as much as we did, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, check out our show notes for all of our links, including our Cheers to Better You guide and workbook.
New episodes drop every week on Monday. We can't wait to hang out with you again. We'll talk soon. Bye.